engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends, and happy Lord's Day. On this Sunday, we gather together as usual with each other for a time of scripture reflection and prayer in union with believers throughout the nation and around the world and throughout the pro-life movement. We uh, are uh, just, it's delightful for me to be together with you, and, and we, want, we want to come together to pray for one another. So please leave, as usual, any prayer intentions you have in the comments so we can all pray for one another uh, with a knowledge of uh, what we need to be asking for. Today, I want to uh, read the, just the first reading and the second reading and tie in the themes that, uh, that come through for, from them and the encouragement that they give us as we continue to live our Christian journey. Let's pray together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we come before you first of all asking the forgiveness of our sins, and we ask with confidence, Lord, because we approach, as your word tells us, with confidence the throne of grace and mercy to receive help in time of need. And every day is a time of need because we are under the influence of various temptations that are simply lies, presenting evil as good, and Lord, we battle away those temptations, but for the times that we have fallen into them, for the times that we've been deceived and abandoned your will, we do ask forgiveness today. We move forward with confidence in living a new life as a new creation in Christ. We thank you, Lord God, for furthermore for your word, which is our daily bread along with the Eucharist, and uh, the Word does feed and nourish as we will take part in that banquet here together once again. Bless all your people, fulfill their needs, and bring us to a culture of life, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So we have a reading from the prophet Isaiah here, chapter 55. He says, Thus says the Lord, Just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down, and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. My word shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And from Paul's letter to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. For creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. For creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan within ourselves as we await adoption, the redemption of our bodies. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On this Sunday, friends, we have a great word of encouragement here from the Scriptures. 
all will be well. The pains and the sufferings are like the pains of childbirth. And Jesus uses this image also at the Last Supper, saying that a woman who is giving birth is in pain, but when she has the joy of seeing the face of that child, she forgets the pain for joy that a child has been born into the world. And Jesus says a whole new creation is being born here. Now, He bore the brunt of this in His passion for there to be a new creation for humanity, for us to be reconciled to God and received as His adopted sons and daughters after the alienation that took place because of sin, the Son of God had to suffer, undergo His passion and death, so that in rising He would raise us up. He was already in the glory of heaven from all eternity. It was for the purpose of being there in our human nature that enabled then the rest of us who share that human nature to share also that glory. So He opened the way, but we must follow. He bore the cross, but He says we must take up our cross. And so we suffer, but not without hope, not without meaning. We suffer understanding that, that this is the fulfillment of the very process by which through His suffering He redeemed us. He brought us into a new creation. He made us a new creation. It's glorious freedom, as this reading says. We're, we're moving from being slaves to corruption to having glorious freedom where we can live as we will in the eternal kingdom, a life which, as the book of Revelation says, is marked by no more tears, no more crying out or pain, no more death, for the former things have passed away. But they don't pass away smoothly and easily. There are labor pains. And that's why we can have patience in our suffering, you know, patience in our suffering in this world. And we're not just talking about suffering we have because we get sick or, or we have financial problems. We're talking about the, the fundamental suffering that comes about when we see the evils in the world. You know, blessed are they who mourn doesn't mean blessed are you if you're shedding tears just because you're sad about misfortunes in your own life. It means blessed are you who mourn. Because you see the world turning away from God. That bothers you. That bothers us. It should. We see others sinning and some people say, oh, well, it's none of your business. God's Word says it is our business. We are watchmen appointed to warn people. It's a spiritual work of mercy to admonish the sinner. Warn people if they're going in the wrong direction. That's not judging them. That's judging good and evil. It's not judging them. Where they stand before God, God has to work out with them. They have to work out with Him. But we are watchmen for what is right. We speak what is true. And, and we move forward on, 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 that, on that basis. This is a, a journey we are, are moving from slavery to corruption to the glorious freedom of the children of God where we know what is right, we do what is right, and we build a culture of life. So all the sufferings of the present Paul says it's like nothing. The glory to be revealed in us will be so great, the joy so full, so everlasting. The confusion that we have now is going to be replaced by a knowledge that, as Jesus said also in His words to the apostles at the Last Supper, 
will mean that we will have no more questions to ask Him. We have so many questions now, right? The, the Bible doesn't answer every question that can arise. It answers all the questions we need to know to get there. But once we get there, then all the other questions will be answered. And Jesus said, you will have no more questions to ask me. What a beautiful thought that is. We will, because we will see the fullness of God's plan, the fullness of His love, the triumph of His mercy. All of this is pointed to by that short first reading from Isaiah. Creation is groaning now, is in labor pains, till the new creation is completely dominant. It is among us, but it's already, but not yet, right? We have the kingdom, we have the victory, but it's not yet fully unfolded. That's why we're groaning in labor pains. But this is all set in motion, and the confidence is rooted in what Isaiah says here. God speaks His Word. That's what gets things done. You look at the, the power of His Word. The power of His Word is the power of God Himself. Because in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. John's Gospel begins that way. All things were created through Him. The Word. And that, of course, brings us back to the first page of Genesis. How did God create? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let there be light. And He said, let there be the sun and the moon and the stars and the animals and let there be human life. He created through His Word. And that Word, of course, is Christ. But the point is, the Word, when it's spoken, accomplishes what it says. Unlike us, human beings, our words can be quite disconnected from any accomplishments. But with God, it's completely united. What He says happens. He does it in the very act of saying it. So therefore, He made us according to His Word. We are made for that eternal union with Him. We are made to be like Him. And that's why we can have confidence as this, these birth pangs envelop us. That's what this life is about. It's about like, it's like a long process of birth pangs. The reason we can be confident is that He has spoken a word of life that will triumph over the forces of death, over the culture of death, over the power of abortion and other related evils. His word is a word of life. He speaks a word of truth. That's why we're attracted to the truth. We're made according to that word, to love and seek truth and adhere to it once it is found. And so we can have confidence while during these labor pains, we are surrounded by falsehood and by people who couldn't care less about the truth of God as inscribed in creation itself and therefore will dare to say in their arrogance that a man is not a man or a woman is not a woman or a baby in the womb is not a baby. The denial of the word, the denial of the truth Yet that denial, what's being said here, will not prevail. We suffer through the process of moving from slavery to that falsehood to the freedom of those who know the truth. That's why Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. His word accomplishes justice. We were made according to that word, so we have a sense of justice a sense of fairness, a sense of how relationships should be in contrast to what they are. 
We have a thirst for love. Not just for some, but for infinite love. Thirst for joy, not just for a little bit, but we don't want it to end. His word will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. It will accomplish it. Truth will prevail just as justice and grace will prevail and love will prevail over hatred. Grace will prevail over sin. Justice will prevail over violence. The dominance of abortion in our world will be overcome by the dominance of the victory of life. Have confidence in the Word. The Word will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. It is accomplishing that purpose. And that's why we who preach the Word must have confidence. You know, one of the reasons why preaching is at such a low ebb, why it's so, so, so poor in so many places, people are not being fed with the fullness and clarity of the Word of God, is because the preachers very often have lost confidence in that Word. That is a tragedy. When the preacher doesn't have confidence in the power of the Word. And you hear them say it sometimes. You hear them say things like, oh, well, you know, the more, the more we uh, preach uh, to the people about these moral issues, the less that they will listen to us. I've heard bishops sit around with each other and talk that way. It's ridiculous. We should be thinking just the opposite. Our, the Word is the Word of God. It's not our Word. And if we're proclaiming the Word of God, it's going to accomplish the purposes for which it was sent. God doesn't act in vain. It's going to accomplish the purposes for which it's sent. We have to have confidence that the Word itself rouses people out of the sleep and slumber of temptation and sin, rouses them out of the deception and darkness that are around them, rouses them out of the despair that would lead them, for example, to have an abortion. The Word we speak will move people from despair to hope. It will move them from deception to truth. It will move them from a life of sin to repentance and a life of grace. We who proclaim the Word and teach the Word. Now, I'm not only talking about those who get into the pulpit. I'm talking about you who are parents passing on the Word to your children. You who are educators, maybe teachers and religious education uh, volunteers, the word that you are sharing, it has power. Those of you that are leading Bible studies or those of you that are writers, you're writing the word. You're writing the word maybe just on a social media post. Have confidence in the power of the word. Just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down and do not return until they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, so will my word be. Let's renew our confidence in the power of that word, which is the word of life, the gospel of life. Power of death has been conquered. Let's proclaim the victory. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you asking you to renew our confidence. You have spoken a word from all eternity. We have received it. May we believe it with confidence and may we spread it with vigor. Lord, May the preachers of your word never lose the confidence that they are called to have in that word's power to transform your people. Bless us. May that word console all those who are in grief, 
May that word calm the anxieties of all those who have financial or relationship difficulties or perhaps see a family member straying away from the faith and want that person to come back. May your word console all those who are burdened by past sins. Let them realize that repentance is real and that your grace transforms us. Let your word, Lord God, give success to the work of our hands in building your kingdom in persuading those who are thinking of abortion to choose life instead and speaking a word of comfort to those who've had abortions. In speaking the truth to lawmakers, policymakers, your word will not return to you empty in those circumstances either. Your word, Lord God, that persuades voters. We sum up all these prayers and praises in offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Have a wonderful Sunday, a wonderful Lord's Day. All of us at Preach for Life are praying for you. Please support our work at ProLifeGift.org, ProLifeGift.org, and we will talk to you soon. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit EndAbortion.net.